Podcast City Network. Hi everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of Coda After Dark. Um, I'm Ori, you've got Geek Kev and Andrew with you tonight. Um, today we're going to talk to you guys about something I've been kind of curious to hear the opinions of, which is sex and pop culture um, and movies. Um, I want to hear what the guys think and what, and give some opinions myself about what movies the sex scenes were actually believable, which ones were kind of shit, and which ones were just so far out there they almost borderlined on porn, and which movies were actually worth it to watch and which made them better. Um, alright, I'm gonna go ahead and let you guys, let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, Kev, go ahead. Sounds like you, when we were in the pre, in the pre-show, you had a movie in mind. Uh... There is a film that I experienced uh, a few years ago. He, didn't uh, see it. It, he experienced it. Yeah, yeah, yeah he that's, experienced that's it. That's the way to put it. Um, it is a foreign film. Uh, it is in English. I don't remember what country it originated from. It is called Nine Songs. Uh, it, and it's really just, it's kind of an art film. And it's about this guy and this girl, and they fall in love, and they they go to a whole bunch of clubs and parties, and and there is a full on penetration sex in this, but it is not porn. And uh, I was, and I discovered this on Netflix of all places. Oh wow! And I was a little shocked to find it on Netflix. Uh, it sounds like either a German or a French film. Yeah. Uh, but it was English and it was not dubbed. Hmm. Hmm. But, yeah, um, I'm just gonna go ahead and say that I don't think sex belongs anywhere in film. Like, I, de- I'd like to it. add, I, I'd like to add that I didn't think that it was at all necessary to progress the story. Anyway. Alright, why don't you think sex belongs in film, Andrew? I think that it... I, I don't think that it really moves the plot forward to show it. You can you can imply that it happened. You can say that it happened. But to show it is, in my opinion, just pandering. Fan I service. Think- it depends on the job. It de- again, this is one of those things where it depends on the demographic, mm-hmm. because girls, especially when we're watching rom coms, most girls aren't going to explicitly go and look for porn. I'm just here to tell you that a lot of girls aren't going to explicitly go to look for porn. We are going to go look for a rom com with a steamy, with a heavy, with maybe some very much explicit sex scenes in it. Um, with, with, we want to see the dirty deed happening sometimes. Um, uh, this is one of the reasons why I have a subscription to Passion Flicks, by the way, because it's the closest thing I can get to, to porn without actually getting porn, because it is softcore, and it is very much rom-com, but edgier. Um, and I love it, because it is fantastic, and you see boobs, and you see a lot, and you see butt, and you see dicks, and it's nice. But it, you don't, like, see full dick. You see penetration. But still. Because um, I'm one of those girls who I do want to see the sex happening. Um, 
I do feel like sometimes I want to see it happening, and it just depends on how the storyline is going. If it's not part of the passion, if if it if the couple is caught up in the moment, and the passion is there, and like one of my favorite ones is one of the ones I own, and if and, and Geek Cab, Andrew, you guys both have access to my Amazons. Feel free. It's it's something mistletoe. It's one of my Christmas movies. It's on my Amazon. Um, movie list. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a scene in the movie where the couple, the guy is terrified of heights, and the girl takes him up to a rooftop, not realizing he's terrified of heights, just so they can get alone. And to distract him, she fucks him on the roof. Um, but it's done in a very artistic and very sensual way, and it's very sweet, and it's very loving, and it's very cute. Mm-hmm. Um, and they make it, and they make it very, very sweet. But um, that scene, it made sense because it was it played a part of the storyline because it's supposed to be about this young couple falling in love and getting used to each other's bodies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but blatant, just unless it's a there are time other times where it is. I don't need to see this unless it's necessary. Mm-hmm. See, I, I can define my scale very easily, and I I think both of you will catch my references here. Um, I think that Outlander is just enough and tastefully done. Uh-huh. I think I think that Game of Thrones was way over the top and way too much and very poorly done. Oh yes, I agree with that a hundred percent. I. I, I I think that it has so little spa- place in me in film that I have actually completely forgotten when they had sex in Game of Thrones. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> Every episode, I think. It was, I run, it was uh, the, the only time I can think of. The only time that I can think of is when it actually moved the plot forward, which was between uh, Jon Snow and the... Uh, you only remember the uh, last season. What's that? You're only remembering the last season. <laughs> the last season is part of why I have to go back and rewatch the whole thing. Let's put it that way. The only time I was okay with the gratuitous sex scenes, let's make this abundantly clear in that show, was when it was Jason Momoa. (laughs) Yeah, I do remember that. I do remember that. Um, You can give me gratuitous sex scenes all you want with Jason Momoa involved. I'm just saying. That man is a god. I also have to put out there that I... I watched the entirety of Game Game of Thrones between the penultimate... In the final episode. From episode huh? one to the final episode, I watched in the span of the week between the second to last and last episode. Wow. That's wow. some hardcore marathon. Yes. You may have me beat with the marathon. Damn. <laughs> nope, I spread them out. I was aware of the show before it actually debuted. Let's just put it this way. Mm-hmm. They did... T- GameStop was doing teaser DVDs. The show the, act- sure the show actually started for HBO. 
mm-hmm. and I want and we got a te- and they were giving them out for free when we when you bought pops. We got a teaser DVD. Watched the teaser DVD. Decided to subscribe to HBO just so we could watch the show because mm-hmm. we we decided it seemed pretty interesting. And we watched from season at one on. Well, I was one of those people that are like, I will go watch the show when I finish reading the books. I made that decision before I realized that all the books weren't out yet. But... I was uh, going to do that, and then I realized how slow Paul fucking reads. (laughs) (laughs) But, um... Paul wanted to read them first, and then I realized how slow Paul reads, and then I'm like, fuck, I have to read behind him, and that never worked out right. I love him, but he he, he does... That's one of the reasons why I'm glad he switched over to audiobooks. He likes to savor his books. Paul is, if Paul, Paul and I have, Paul's eating habits and my reading habits are in reverse. So, Paul, I (laughs) savor my food, Paul snarfs his down. I, I snarf down books. Paul savors his books. Okay. So, Paul will sit there and take like a week or two to read a book just because he wants to really truly understand it and really truly cherish it and really love it. Mm-hmm. I want to devour it. I will read the some bitch twice if I don't feel like I got it the first time. <laughs> You'd have a field day with the wheel of time. <laughs> so I I devour books. I don't know. Don't I, I was done with Goblet of Fire in like two days. I I read through Harry Potter very quickly myself as well. Oh yeah. So I, but to get back to sex and film, um <laughs> I I I'm still on the train that it re- unless it is absolutely pot, plot crucial that it be depicted, I am of the train that it has no place in uh, pop culture. Okay. So those are, that's, I think it's necessary, it's great if it actually benefits the storyline or if it enhances it. Um, even if it's not necessarily necessary or even if it moves along, I think it's great if it benefits or enhances the storyline because who doesn't like a little sex here and there? Um, Kevin's all for it, only really all for it if it moves the storyline along, and then you have yeah. somebody over here who doesn't really like it at all unless it's unless it's really necessary. Well, Andrew, <laughs> let me ask you. Yo. Sex in Deadpool. Did it add or did it detract? In Deadpool? Yes. They go through the Calendar Girl sequence when they first meet. I think it adds. I I completely agree. It's a very Agreed. comical element. It's a comical element, which is the point of the film. Yes. And then also, it really defines how their relationship is. Yeah. Exactly. Along with the following scene. If it didn't have the following scene, I would put it in the uh, section of not re- really shouldn't be there. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to think of another one. I will say that I do feel like some of the sex scenes in um, 
what was it? Underworld were a little gratuitous. The one or two that they did put in there were just not really necessary to motivate the storyline along. Mm-hmm. There was one that I appreciated in the first movie. Everyone after that was kind of just, eh. All right, um, all right. So, I will admit that. Yeah. Um, I was going to bring up a sex scene that was on my mind. But just the scenes where people randomly jump each other that are just there, never referenced again. I'm like, okay, so I spent that three month minutes uncomfortable for what reason? <laughs> I will say the entirety of the Jerry Maguire seasons made me uncomfortable as a child. Because I watched that movie as a teenager as my parents. All the sex scenes in Jerry Maguire, period, the end, were completely, to my book, not really that necessary, and they made me extremely uncomfortable as a teenager. I don't know. As as we discussed in a previous episode of CAD, though, sex in general makes me uncomfortable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that in um, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, uh... That one, the sex scene, it's not really a sex scene, it's more like, uh, it's more or less a sex tutorial, because mm-hmm. the main, one of the main characters is teaching the newlywed couple, the newlywed guy, how to have sex. That's hilarious, because it's, he's teaching him how to do it on a giant chess piece. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> that's funny there. Alright, alright. So... To show how crucial sex is to movies, in my opinion, look at, um, crap, Jane and Foster make a sex tape. Uh. Huh? Somebody and Miri. Yeah. Zach and Miri make a porno. Zach and Miri. Yeah, Zach and Miri make a porno. Mm -hmm. A movie about sex. How often do you actually see sex in it? Not really. It's a comedy. It's supposed to be a spoof about stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm curious what was you I guys think this, first I think this, experience I think, with this. Uh, mine was The Notebook. Well, not The Notebook. Um, Titanic. My first sex scene I ever saw was Titanic. When I was like 11 or 12. See, that and was at least artistic. Yeah, that was artistic. But my first, like, all-out just fucking, like, oh my god, there's no way around what they're about to accomplish, mission accomplished scene. Very robust, passionate scene. Thankfully, I was not with any parents. It was me and my friend Sam. We were at her house. We had gotten a copy of The Notebook. We watched The Notebook in her living room. It was a slumber <laughs> party. We were watching The Notebook in her living room. That oh. movie... That scene was that is a sex scene that is quintessential essential to the storyline. Yes. You cannot yes. have the notebook without that scene where cuz cuz she's like, "Man, this is what I've been missing for the past 6 years." Mm-hmm. And just immediately tackles Noah all over again. Yes. So. Uh I'd have to say my first time was watching I think it's Friday the 13th. There's sex in Friday the 13th? In the tent? 
The no, scene in the, the tent? Where the scene in the house. Uh, Friday oh. the 13th is the one with the the guy with the that, that wears the mask, right? The, right. Yes, the person Jason mask. The yeah, mask. Jason Voorhees. Uh, the scene in the house, I'm pretty sure it's actually one of the sequels. No. Now I remember my first sex scene. Evil Dead. Oh, that's a good one. Wow, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That is a good Evil one. Dead. Which, my dad had forgotten that scene was in the film. And <laughs> we, wa we watched uh, Evil Dead because we'd watched Army of Darkness. And I'm like, hey, right. this is really good, but it seems like a sequel. Uh-huh. And he's like, it is. Let's Very perceptive, young Padawan. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But, um, yeah. There but is a show that has a sex scene in it that makes me uncomfortable, but it's supposed to be uncomfortable, and I feel that for some people it's a very real depiction of sex. What? It is always sunny in Philadelphia. Yep. When uh they do when they make Lethal Weapon six, I think it is. Hmm. I've actually not seen the show. It is on my list. Ah, uh, okay. But it's uh, worth watching. My my first sex scene was in uh. <laughs> It was Fatal Attraction. Nice. No, it ruined me. <laughs> <laughs> it was, in retrospect, all of the sex in that movie is horrifying. Yeah. First of all, it's all adultery. Mm -hmm. And it's just so sloppy and, like, hate sex. It's, That's kind it's... of the way I feel about Showgirls. Yeah? I kind of feel that same way about Showgirls. Like, Showgirls was another one of the first ones I saw with, like, sex scenes as, like, a teenager. Because mm -hmm. um, it was one of my dad's movies that I found in the VHS collection when I was starting to go through the VHS collection. Oh, it wasn't my dad. It was my... I think it was, like, one of my uncles or something. Anyways, mm. it was in the household VHS collection. I don't know who it belonged to. Anyways, uh, and I'm watching it, and I'm like... This is just wow. There's a lot of boobs in this. <laughs> that may have been another movie that defined me as bisexual. Yes. I could see that. Especially when they were doing the ice on the nipples. Oh. <laughs> and then I... I remember watching that movie and going, Isn't that Jesse? Oh no! Yeah, and then I'm sitting here going, I'm. I paused the movie. I'm looking closer at the TV. That is totally Jesse from Saved by the Bell. <laughs> I'll be damned. That <laughs> <laughs> play kept on watching and hoped to God my dad didn't find me watching the movie. Okay. Uh, how did you all feel about American Beauty? I wasn't really I that into it. it. I don't, don't really remember watching it that much. I remember oh, Cruel okay. Intentions more. I loved Cruel Intentions. 
Yeah. Oh, I love Cruel Intentions. Uh, what's another good one? Uh, I love the spooky quality to Euro Trip because there's a lot of sexual references in Euro Trip, but there's not a lot of sex in it, and it's just hilarious. Mm-hmm. Like, they're on this quest to bone. Like, most of the teenagers in it are on, like, this quest to bone across Europe. Yeah. And none of it happens except for, like, one of them, ha- one of them has sex in the Vatican. <laughs> in a confession booth in the Vatican. Uh, I mean, and then the other one... anywhere. And then the other ones finally end up getting it on. And one of them gets a blowjob in the alley, and then gets and gets a blowjob while getting mugged. And then another one uh, get, and then the other two remaining two end up finally deciding just to hook up with each other and run the, and joining the Mile High Club. <laughs> so yeah, uh, if you haven't seen Eurotrip, you need to watch it and find out why what Scotty doesn't know. <laughs> nice. Oh, that, that 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 song, that song. But um, and then also, so sex in a film done right, in my opinion, is best shown in what is ultimately a B film, something you'd expect sex to be done wrong in. Mm. Revenge of the Nerds. Yes. Um, Am I horrible for not remembering the sex in that? At the very end? <laughs> I don't remember it. Spoiler warning, by the way, for a film that's at least 30, 30 years, years old at this old, time. Old, yeah. Almost as old as me. <laughs> Probably older than me and Andrew. Yes. Yes. Let's see when Revenge of the Nerds came out. Hang on. I'm going to guess 83. 84! Yes, so it's older than me and Andrew. (laughs) It is 37 years old. It is 36 years old. I remember Ogre peeing in yep. a urinal for about 15 minutes, but I don't remember sex. <laughs> it <laughs> is 36 years old. Okay. But, um... Yeah, they... they uh, I don't remember the names of any of the characters at the moment, despite having seen this movie an incredible amount of times. Booger? Not Booger. <laughs> Thankfully, <laughs> nah. It's uh, one of the two main character. One of the two main main characters. Is it the one who broke his arm playing chess? No, the other no? one. Okay. But yeah, he ends up hooking up with the popular chick at the end in the fun house. Oh, yeah, dressed up as Vader. Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. And uh, it starts with him going in for a kiss, and then it cuts back to them afterwards, and she's like, that was amazing. She finds out that he's actually one of the nerds, and he's like, she's like, how are you so good at it? And he's like, well, nerds think about sex all the time. 
you gasp like you realize something and then nothing. Hey. Me? Yes. Hey. No, wasn't the line something like, uh, we're Jock- better at it because we want it more? No, it's, uh, jocks, they think about sports all the time yeah. and sex some of the time. Us nerds, we think about sex all the time. <laughs> True. <laughs> It is statistically proven that nerds have yes. nerds and geeks have more sex than jocks. More or better? More. Huh. Uh-huh. Now that that number is a number of years old now at this time, but yeah. Alright, can we just go ahead and say uh, another one of the ones that is kind of we've almost kind of, we haven't I wanna get to it, but uh yeah, sure. We have to talk about. We have to go ahead and talk about Top Gun, especially since they're talking about making a Top Gun two now. Oh, you mean the scene where all the guys are saying, "When is he getting back in the plane?" <laughs> yeah, and we're ta- no, I'm talking about the blue light sex scene, the one that the sex scene that is so over the top that freaking it was mocked in in, in a in a uh, spoof of it. Mm-hmm. It was terrible. It was horribly terrible. It was a wonderfully romantic movie, and they ruined it with that. Yeah, <laughs> they uh, they they did this. It was they, again. They they mocked it in in the in the spoof of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, hot uh, shots! Yeah, they yeah, they, they, they they mocked it. I honestly think the sex scene that they mocked from Top Gun in Hot Shots is better. <laughs> Because it's just so much more fun. Um, did the people that did Hot Shots, are they the same people that did Airplane? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, naturally, we can't talk about sex scenes without talking about Brokeback Mountain. I have never seen Brokeback Mountain, actually. Um, this, is one of those, this is one of those movies where it is going to break your heart. Mm-hmm. Because it's one of those things where... Um, they are very much ranchers. These two are very much in love, and they're very much in the closet, and they're very much in love. Mm-hmm. But they can't, they can't be together. Um, it's very much one of those movies that exposed a a, a way of life for a certain type of people mm-hmm. in the West for a time yeah. period. And it was ridiculed for it, if I remember correctly. Yep, they even made a Brokeback yeah. Mountain the musical, by the way. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. But, uh... Touching yeah, so. on this week's episode of Casual Geeking. Yes. Um, I was gonna make a reference, wasn't sure if I should. Uh, I'm trying to find out... These are... I was just pulling stuff from the top 30 list of episodes... Gratuitous um, and unnecessary sex scene. The room. I have never seen that movie. Really? It's worth a watch. Isn't that the one where the, the mother and daughter are locked in a room? No. Held well, prisoner? maybe. No. But, um... The... The Room, the film that, that made Tommy was so famous. I have no idea who that is. 
You're breaking my heart, Lisa. Nope. No? Oh. Nope, never seen it. Oh. It's worth a watch for just how terrible it is. In fact, <laughs> the film about making that film is called The Disaster Artist. Oh, see, that I've heard of. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, so, I'm trying to think. Yes. I'm looking over hurt? my A little bit. I'm tired. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm looking over at my, uh, my movie. Because I have, we have a pretty expressive Magic Mike. Magic Mike is one of those, uh, girly... I have to see. It's not really sex, but it is very much in the demographic of sexy sexness. Mm -hmm. um, Magic Mike One and Two is very nice because you get to see a lot of very handsome men dance and do their thing. Mm -hmm. um, I think Magic Mike Two has more sex in it, per se. Okay. Um, but I will agree with Andrew um, per se as the sex that is in both show movies doesn't do anything. The sex that's in the first movie doesn't do anything to motivate the storyline. It's just kind of there. Uh -huh. um, the sex that's in the second one really does is just make the whole... It really just is a really great moment for Joe Magliano's character. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a great fun moment for his character. Who um, is a great D&D &D player, by the way. Yes, he is. Archon the Cruel for the win! <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I actually have an entire uh, army painted up after Archon the... Ar not Archon the Cruel, what, uh, whoever you... Archon the Just. Yeah. Alright, um, and while we're talking oh. about sex and pop culture, we naturally can't um, forget the biggest whore, one of the biggest whores in sci-fi pop culture, um, Captain James T. Kirk. <laughs> oh, talk uh, about gratuitous. Yeah, seriously. Exactly, Mister. I'm gonna fuck my way through the galaxy. <laughs> um, Pretty much to boldly fuck where no man's fucked before. Um, so uh, we salute you, my friend, and and your slow but very lovable second commander, Commander Riker, who slowly <laughs> but surely tried to come in second place before he commit mm -hmm. before he changed. <laughs> Before he fell in love. Did he fall in love with Janeway? Am Wrong. I even the right... right? No. <laughs> no. Troy. Ah. Where did... Where did... Where did Ori go? That is an excellent question. Ori? <laughs> oh, my thing... My button got hit. I'm here. Ah. <laughs> my button got hit. Um, no... Riker, Riker, ultimate Riker didn't Riker ultimately married. Yeah, yeah, Troy. They had yep. two kids in the traditional Beta said wedding ceremony. <laughs> Lovely, they didn't make it. Yep. Um, and we get to see we get to see the. Uh, no, we only get to see one of their kids. In yeah, because the other one is no longer with us. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Um, That's right. Let's see here. I'm trying to think. 
where is another what's another good thing so we have we've covered sci-fi um i will say that uh star wars really doesn't have a lot of sex in it nope but at least with the with some of the with them rehashing the star wars history you do at least get to see where luke and leia come from to a certain extent mm-hmm. um that wasn't gratuitous you just kind of need to see where they came from yeah uh did uh phantom have any sex in it i don't recall no phantom phantom never had any sex in it phantom of the opera didn't have any sex in it um, no, I think he was talking about Phantom Menace. No, Phantom, Phantom Menace. of the Opera. Oh, you were? Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There is but one Phantom, and that is of the Opera. Um, <laughs> one could say that it... Yeah, I'll agree with that. <laughs> I will say it kind of alludes to the to it, but not really. it's not there. Huh. Not really. I mean, in, the, in Love Never Dies, yeah, they talk about it. Yeah. They sing about it. About their one night together. Mm-hmm. But that's about it. Um, Outlander is another one of those... Sh- we're circ- circling back to Outlander and things that are really great. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, like Kev says, it's not really gratuitous. It is definitely more so passionate. And, and you kind of need the level of sex on Outlander because... Jamie and Claire kind of just have that connection with each other that is very dependent on their on the physical intimacy. I mean, sex, people, is a, sex is a major theme in the story. It even yeah. starts with her first husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was because, the, the only thing that held them together. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then it, it really does show how Claire grew as a person, especially with... And the differences between her and Jamie. Because mm-hmm. while her and Jamie do very much enjoy each other's bodies, while Jamie, while Claire missed Jamie, Jamie, the sex with Jamie, it wasn't the thing she missed most about Jamie when they were ultimately separated by time. Mm-hmm. Right. She missed him. She didn't miss his dick. She missed him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... And that's something you can't replace no matter where you go. I mean, if she need, I mean, that's what's sad about it. And that's how you know when your soulmate's not present. If you're, if it's your soulmate, nobody else is going to do it for you. If it's not your soulmate, any good, eventually your heart will move on. Mm-hmm. Please don't start singing. <laughs> no, I'm not going to Celine Dion this shit. I am not Jeremy Jordan. Um, I am. <laughs> but uh, it is, again, it is one of those things. And that's one of the things I loved about the dynamic in that show is the fact that you see how Claire goes from being very much only being able to connect with Frank on a sexual level to being able to connect with Jamie on an on every level. On, a, on, a, on every level but that level and then ultimately getting to that level. Mm. And that just being the cherry on top of everything else. <clears throat> that they have this insane connection on a physical level that it is fused meets positive meets negative meets electrical fire. <clears throat> um, She's a match. I'm kerosene. Pretty much, but um, I think 
one of the best ways Paul's ever described some of the things. There are times when you need, in a lot of relationships, there are there are lit flame. When you some relationships, it is it's a hot fire. It's a flash in the pan. It is a strong hot blaze, and it is a beautiful hot blaze. But if it's a hot blaze, it's going to burn out fast, mm-hmm. and then you're left with nothing. It's all about the slow burn, baby. Exactly. You need something that you want that hot blaze that slowly tempers itself down to a slow roaring fire that Uh you've stocked up over time. (laughs) So as that roaring blaze starts to dwindle, you've stocked it up over time with, hey, we've got all this mad amounts of chemistry. All right, great. Chemistry fire's going. Wow, that's hot. That's blazing. We are fucking like rabbits. All right, now we're going to throw on the, oh, you like Harry Potter. Throw that log on the fire. <laughs> oh, wow, you really love Disney, too. Throw that log on the fire. Oh, wow, you really, really liked, you. oh, wow, you love theme parks, too. That log on the fire. All right, all right, ooh, that fire's going good. Ooh, you collect weird shit, too. Oh, you collect a lot of weird shit. Just, I collect weird shit, too. Fire. Ooh, <laughs> this is nice and toasty. We're going to go for a while. Ladies and gentlemen, the Orion Paul story. Yep. They like to set they're pyromaniacs that like to set everything on fire. Apparently. This is Ori's base This is Ori's base estimation on how to build a strong relationship. You start off with a mad amount of chemistry that is fire and lit and woosaw. And then you build on it. By throwing in mad amounts of common interest into that fire and slowly building into a steady, happy, healthy blaze that is controlled and a good, strong hearth fire. And over time, you add other interests you found together into the fire to keep that blaze going over time. Mm -hmm. And eventually, you fight over stupid shit to eventually clear away the dead shit. (laughs) Because believe me, I'm about to go into a fight over something I did really stupid. Because that's what he just came in the room for. Because I left a packet of mild sauce on the bed and it exploded on the comforter. I'm about to get into a shit ton of trouble. And I'm really sorry if you listen to this episode, honey. That's why I muted myself. I'm in trouble. <laughs> I'm a shit ton of trouble because I already messed up the last comforter. Oh, God. <sighs> Don't y'all have weighted comforters as well? No, I, uh, the down comforter. Ah. Uh. That's right. The, I down. Co- the, the down comforter I spilled coke on. My my coke leaked on. Has to be taken to the dry cleaners. The backup comforter, apparently I thought I had put my mild sauce from breakfast in the bag. I had not. It got all over his comforter because we have to use two comforters for that bed right now. Had not. It got on his comforter, not my comforter. So now he is super pissed and I am in a shit ton of trouble. So, yeah. Going to bed tonight's going to be interesting. Such a I may sleep on couch. Did we learn anything from this? Make sure my shit's cleaned up before I go to work. Either that or don't eat in bed, you know. He was in here. He was in the entertainment room and I can't eat when he had steak for breakfast and I can't eat around him when he eats steak. No, he puts like Frank's Red Hots on his steaks, oh. and it's like 
And it's like eating around somebody who's grilled their steak in pepper spray. Oh. <laughs> it burns my eyes and nose. Don't don't let Natasha hear about putting Frank's red hot on your steak. Oh, no. That's it. She Why? will either be incredibly offended or think it's a great idea. Either way, I don't want that to happen. Don't do it on my steaks. I will be offended. Make sure she decides to do it to open all windows and doors because it becomes an aerosol and you will choke to death. Yeah, you 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 sh- shouldn't cook with hot sauce to begin with. Paul has become immune to it. Anybody within a twenty foot radius of the kitchen chokes and burn and chokes to death. <laughs> Literally, if I'm if I'm not as far away as the as the as the den, I die. Sounds like a fun and time. It's not a fun time. I literally have to tell Paul when he goes to cook his steaks. If on the rare occasions I decide to eat rare meat, I have to tell Paul to cook my steak first and then give me a two minute head start. <laughs> Dan up the stairs with my food. <laughs> All right, my food is done. Give me like one minute to get up the stairs. <laughs> um, but uh, so we've got we've covered a lot of the major bases. So, are there any movies you would straight up just say, other than Top Gun, which completely shat the bed on the sex scenes? Are there any other movies you guys can think of that completely shat the bed on the sex scenes? Like, oh my god, why the fuck did you put this in this movie? Um, oh, I can think of one. Uh, Dawn of the Dead. Agreed. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. I will go ahead and say that the very small one in Get Him to the Greek while it was funny wasn't really necessary. Yeah. Um, also... What was it? I'm trying to look at my movie rack and see what else I have in there. I'm literally <laughs> looking at movies. Because I have so many of them. Uh, I will say the one in Fight Club was freaking amazing. It was. I don't remember the one in Fight Club. Their their bodies morph into each other. Uh, oh, it, yes, I remember. Yes! That. It's wonderful. I think that the one... I don't think it was a shit-the-bed thing. I think it was hilarious. Um, I think the one in Zoolander was really funny. Yes. That <sighs> I one was really... have to watch that. Zoolander <laughs> was funny. Many um, people have told me to watch that. I... The one in Zoolander was really funny. I don't really think... I can't really think of any other. There's, there have definitely been movies where I'm sitting there going, "Oh my god, why would, why would you put this in here?" Um, oh yeah, I just but, erased most of those from my memory, so I can't think of any. Uh, trying to think. The makeout scene in Howard the Duck was a little uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't uh, fun. The makeout uh, scene from Howard the Duck was a little oh, ducky. <laughs> yeah, that was just a little too much there. I think uh, it was part of the comedy. Yeah, but it, I, I'm sorry. I'm just not into bestiality. 
But, uh, uh, I'm literally looking at my movie rack trying to see what else. You know, it's interesting. But, I agree to, with that. Go ahead. To touch on a movie we brought up in our CG, The Producers. I feel the sex scene in that was tastefully done. Yes, it was. Uh, another one I feel like uh, was very much... Ta- it wasn't really... You don't really see it, but it is talked about. Was um, the sex scene in Clerks 2. Was the sex yeah. in Clerks 2 where they talk about how she got mayo in her cooch. Yep. Um, that was funny. Uh, I'm tr- uh, Let's see here. Uh, the... Hmm. Trying to think. Rock of Ages, I think all the implied sex in Rock of Ages was good. That was all very tastefully done. Rock Mm -hmm. of Ages is another movie that I forgot to put in. We just did a music... You guys, if you guys are listening now, hopefully you guys have listened to our CG episode that was on earlier this week for uh, musicals. Um, I totally forgot to include Rock of Ages in that. Rock of Ages is another great musical, um, and I love it. Most Mm -hmm. of the music that's going to be played at my reception sounds like it came off their soundtrack, because it's mostly 80s music. Uh, Actually, a a song. A song that captures what I think sex in movies should really be like is uh, by the Dashboard Lights, I believe, by um, Meatloaf. Yes, yes. Very nice. It talks a lot about the lead-up to sex, but never... never about the sex itself. Mm -hmm. Alright, I've got it pulled up to listen to after the fact. (laughs) It's a great song. It's a song that I have a tremendously hard time finding when I want to listen to it. I think the implied sex that was probably going to happen in 10 Things I Hate About You is pretty good. Um, A movie that I had not seen till the other day. That is a really great film. I do love uh-huh. it. It's one of those... I think it's one of the best throwbacks. And I love the fact that it's it's a loose adaption of Shakespeare. Yeah. Um, so. Okay, so just as a heads up, uh-huh. uh, the name of the song is Paradise by the Dashboard Light, and it is yes. on YouTube Music. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's the part that makes it always hard for me to find, is I forget the paradise part. Uh-huh. They even have the Glee version. Um, Glee did the cover of it? Yeah. Yep. Mm. Um, I think the sex in, uh, got in uh, Gangs of New York is very much appropriate for the movie. Mm. Yes. And I think the sex they talk about in Hamilton is pretty well appropriate for the show. Because the guys sing about how they're going to go ahead and get some. Oh, sure. That's... <laughs> that's adorable. That's um, guys... That's guys talking smack in a bar. Exactly. <laughs> so it's appropriate. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, and I, how... Go ahead. and the and the imply and the sex scenes in Burlesque and Moulin Rouge were both all appropriate. Yes. So, the sexy but, sex scene in Moulin Rouge, they oh don't no. even have sex in. Oh exactly. No. All right, but we are reaching the end of our time, you guys. Um, I'm going to go ahead and call it because we are kind of vastly running out of topics here. Yes. <laughs> um, we are stumbling over it. And I do very much have to go to bed and get to sleep because I have to go open tomorrow. Um, All right. So with that, you guys, um, it's been a pleasure. We will see you guys next week for Coda After Dark. I'm Ori. Um, this is Andrew. <laughs> this is Geek Kev. We will see you guys next week. Um, we will hopefully, we have a special thing for you guys. We will hopefully have a very lovely new friend of ours. His name is Brian. He is he does a fantastical thing with drag. We'll let him tell you guys all about it if we can get him on here next week. If not, he will be appearing here soon for you guys on Coda After Dark. Um, we'll talk to you guys next week. Bye-bye. Yeah. Au revoir. Later. <laughs>